Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating facts from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it, and and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Assistant's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 145 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer today, Mr. J.P. Pauley. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Our website, if you want information, is americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our phone number, if you have questions about health insurance or any health-related issues anywhere in the United States, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. If you want to give us a call, um, we have operators standing by. They will take your calls, and they, we will get back to you after the broadcast. Um, we have guests in studio today, so this is not an open line show, but um, we, again, have folks standing by to take your calls. They're happy to do that, and we will reach out to you after the broadcast. So joining me today um, in studio are Don and Elaine Mentor, and their company is Senior Care Authority. Welcome. Glad to get you all in here. Glad to be here. It, it took us a little while, but we finally got it done. Between my travel schedule and your work schedule, it was a, it was a challenge, but we're here. So what are we going to talk about today, and why did I want to do this show? So, so what, what Don and his wife do, what Don and Elaine do, is they help people that are transitioning into either uh, a, a, a senior care living facility, uh, an assisted living facility. Maybe it's a memory facility if there's Alzheimer's or dementia involved. Maybe it's just home health care. Um, this is a difficult process. You know, we see this a lot um, because children will come to us and, you know, I'm, I'm having this problem with my father, my mother, my grandfather, you know, whatever the case may be. Spouses, um, the husband's got dementia, the husband's got Alzheimer's. The wife cannot manage it anymore. She's the sole caregiver. Well, how do you make a decision? Okay, how do you know where to go? And you can see that, you know, you see the ads on television uh, for, you know, some of the online services, but how much do they really know about the communities that we live in here in the Midwest? And how much do they know about the places they're recommending that you go to? So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk with Donnie Lane. First of all, why did they get into this and how did they get in it? But then we're going to talk about what they do. And it, this is, you know, even though we're focusing here on, on facilities in the Kansas City metro, we're broadcasting this show across the country because there's a lot here to learn, all right? You know, I'm 69 years old. I don't make any secret about that. I'm definitely chronologically challenged. Um, this topic is of interest to me. It's of interest to my kids because at some point, uh, there's going to be a need for some kind of care. It's a reality. Nobody gets out of here alive and everybody pays taxes. It's part of the deal. So, Don, with that, why did you all decide to get into this and tell the story about your dad? I think that's pretty compelling stuff. So let's yeah. tell the audience what caused you to decide to do this. 
Well, it was about 12 years ago. I was dealing with a father with dementia, and I had a full-time job running restaurants, Red Lobster specifically in Topeka, Kansas. So working 78 hours a week, and he was developing symptoms of dementia. He was still driving, and he got into a car accident, had 90 stitches. He was 85 years old. So I'm thinking, you know, I've got to get him closer to me and try to figure out, you know, what we can do demographics. I just had to get him closer to me. I was in Topeka. He was in Clinton, Missouri. So ended up moving him to Olathe, and I knew how taxing the time was to out of my career and job at the time being the only son. Um, so, you know, I went to work in a senior facility, Brandon Woods in Lawrence, Kansas, where I became food service director and 90 employees and 280 residents feeding every day. 26, That's a lot of people. <laughs> 26,000 meals a month. And we developed that into restaurant-style dining, which was my background. So had a lot of fun with that. We won food and beverage program of the year five years in a row. And, you know, I just really enjoyed my time there. So a couple you – know, the first thing I was thinking, well, maybe I can move my dad in here and I can have <laughs> have my career and my dad close by. And, and that didn't quite work out. It didn't quite work no. out. But it was a goal. And, yeah, that didn't quite work out. So, you know, back to my dad, I was, you know – Moved to the Kansas City area. I was just commuting to Lawrence, and it was just a lot better situation. And he, as he got more advanced, we had to put him in. I had to put him into a. I like calling them communities instead of facilities. I really don't like the word facilities, but for argument's sake, for people to understand what we're talking about, we'll call them facilities today. Um, so, you know, as his dementia progressed, we, you know, got him in a facility, and then you know, he eventually passed of Alzheimer's down the road. Um, then. Brandon Woods, working with seniors and their families. I grew a great passion to take care of them. They pretty much designed my food program. I named menu items after them. We put computer system, POS systems, like you see it in Applebee's or Red Lobster. And, you know, we had Kirkham Fruit. We had Kirkham or whatever the resident's name we made menu items out of. So I really enjoyed working with the seniors and their families. And so that's where you learned basically the basics of this whole business and got yeah. an introduction to it. Question, right. though. Because um, I'm seeing Elaine, uh, you know, she, she's um, shaking her head yes as, as you're telling the story. When you first, and this is what I think re, the audience will definitely relate to this. I, I went through this with my mom. Uh, I didn't go through with my dad. He passed very quickly, and I didn't go through it with Lori's, my, with my wife's parents. But we definitely went through it with my mom for a number of years. This is like unknown territory. If you have never done this, and you, how do I know this facility is any good? How do I know the quality of care here? The other thing is, if you're, if you're, so your, your dad's in Clinton, you're in Topeka. Well, okay, so who's going to be there to watch what's going on? And a lot of people, you know, can't pick up and move or get them to move to them. Right. Um, so, so having, so w when you saw all these challenges, I would assume this was a little daunting when you first looked at it. It's totally daunting. And, you know, helping the adult kids, that's kind of what we do now. You know, we help them navigate all these complex systems. They could just give us a call. You know, we go to the facilities ourselves. We we know what they do best. We know what differentiates one from another. And they're all unique in their own little ways. But we really get in there. We go in on nights. We go in there on weekends. We know exactly what's going on and what the care levels are. And those are the facilities that we refer our clients to. So so basically, Elaine, you all go visit the facilities. Um and you actually see what goes on in those facilities, and you vet the facility when you're there. Exactly, yeah. We um, try to get to know the staff, or at least the, the marketing people, and, and we visit with the 
the caregivers as well, just to try to get a um, an idea of the climate there. And Don, with his um, experience in long-term care, has a real second sense for just picking up on how the atmosphere and just the mood of the residents and the staff, and he's a good eye for that. Yeah, and you bring a little unique quality to this because you're a registered pharmacist, and one of the That's big it. issues, I used to go through this with my mother constantly, was the medication issue. That's so keep, true. Keep, keep, you know, is, is the facility, you know, dispensing the medication properly? Are they getting what they need? Are they being over-medicated? Are they being under-medicated? I would assume those are all things that you're able to evaluate given your pharmaceutical background. Sure, yeah. Um, it's it's all a part of our process of trying to help patients, <clears throat> excuse me, patients with um you know, finding the the place that would be able to cater to their individual medical needs where some patients wouldn't need as much medical care. Um, others might be really relying on that as part of their plan going forward. Different levels of care, as we like to say in the insurance business, size 44 overcoat doesn't fit everybody, <laughs> right? right? And it's the same thing in what, we're, what Elaine's talking about, what you're talking about. Am I right, Don? Yeah, and the most beneficial you know, Lane being a pharmacist, she can look at a list of meds and just kind of see what their conditions are, which helps us evaluate which might be the best fit uh, for community-wise where we'd want to put, you know, place them, whether it's memory care issues, whether they have any chronic illnesses, uh, all that's important in developing, you know, that, that analysis and making a decision on where to take the family. And, and, and a facility that is going to, if it is a memory issue, specialize in memory care um, if it's just an assisted living facility and it's an ambulatory issue, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. these are different facilities that fulfill different roles. Am I correct? Exactly. You know, there's different, exactly. And a lot of assisted living and memory cares are in the same community as conditions change. You know, they can go into one or the other. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about these facilities. We'll talk about how they evaluate them. How do you decide with their help, what's the best place for your relative to go and 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 what should you be looking for when you're talking about this happening in your family stay tuned you're listening to america's Healthcare advocate broadcasting on the hi radio network coast to coast across the usa the website by the way for these folks is seniorcare-kansascity.com seniorcare-kansascity.com stay tuned we'll be back with more with our guests in studio you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIA radio network coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There are videos up there that you can view on Medicare, on group health insurance, on captives, on uh, standard health insurance, all kinds of things that can be helpful to you. There are blogs up there with information on them. So the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can also send me an email from there. Get a couple of hundred a day. I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. If you want to go up there and send me an email, feel free to do that. You can also follow us on Facebook. It's Carrie, C-A-R-Y, Hall. That's all there is to it. 
Carrie Hall on Facebook if you want to follow us on Facebook. Joining me in studio, Don and Elaine Mentor. They are with Senior Care Authority. That is their company. Um, what they do, and they're going to talk more about this in these next two segments, is they help families find facilities that if you're going to have a relative that needs to go into some type of a care facility, that's what they help you do. They can also, if the need is there, help you with home health care. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the various aspects of this. But before we get to that, a little information about them. Their phone number is 913-488-8609, 913-488-8609. Uh, and their website, senior-carekansascity.com, senior-carekansascity.com. And I have, here are all the counties that they service. So they service Johnson County, Jackson County, Cass, Clay, Platt, Wyandotte, Franklin, Douglas, and Shawnee. Did I get them right? You did. I didn't screw it up. Isn't that amazing? Fantastic. Joyce is going to can't believe it. Anyway. You're good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you're in any of those counties, they, they, they've got over 400 facilities in their data bank that they can give you information on, help you with, help you make a good choice. So let's start with, first of all, people call you. The, the, the consultation, initial consultation is free. You do not, you do not charge for that. So there's no upfront fees they have to pay that when they true. call you and ask for help. So how does that work? You know, we'll get a lead sometimes, you know, we've developed a lot of referral partners here in town, whether it's other law attorneys, CPAs, home, home care companies, just anybody who deals with seniors and their families. So we'll get a, a lead, you know, I'll get a number or they might call me directly. So I will ask them, kind of give, tell me the situation, kind of let them talk. You know, I like doing the assessments in person. You know. So you go visit them and, and if, if yeah. it's a family member talking about a mom or a dad that's got Alzheimer's dementia, um, you're going to go sit down with the family and say, let's talk about where, where are they at in this process? Right. Being a new business owner, I made, you know, the, when I first started, I was trying to do these assessments over the phone, you know, and I said, this is not going to work. No. You know, I need to be there in person. I, you know, some people are phone shy or whatever, you know, and I just like being in person. And a lot of times, hopefully the senior will be there as well, where I can kind of see the condition or where, where they're at. Um, but the assessment is free. You know, it takes up to 30 minutes, up to an hour, depending on, you know, the conditions that we're talking about. But we analyze very carefully all the activities of daily living they may need help with, whether it be bathing, eating, dressing, uh, you know, talk about incontinence. We talk about just basically every issue as far as activities of daily living. We get into the medications a little bit as far as... Yeah, I would imagine Elaine helps out quite a bit on the medication she side. She does. Right I love away. her to be when she can be there. You know, she's kind of paying the bills right now, being a pharmacist and maintaining her insurance. But I hope to have her join me full time here real soon. She'd be a great marketer for us. Um, but, you know, doing that analysis very carefully, we find out, you know, the medications. So we get the physical aspects of where they're at. Um, and why they're looking for a ne the next step. Then we look at the financial picture as well. Okay, know? so let's talk about that because that's a big challenge. Less than 10% of the people in this country have long-term care. I've had a policy since I was 55, and the reason I have it is because I've seen what happens when people don't have it. Okay? Yeah. And you know, in the commercials that I run where we talk about long-term care, the question I always ask is, what's the first thing you notice when you walk into a Medicaid facility that's Medicaid nursing home, it's usually the smell. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not the pine saw, it's the rest of it, but it's, it, it is. And what I'm trying to say there to the audience is it's not going to be a pleasant experience most of the time. So, so their ability to pay. So talk about, you know, you, so somebody has got a long-term care policy, mm -hmm. they've got money. 
they can pay to be in a better facility. Yes. Yes, definitely. There's several forms of, you know, how people provide the re- financial resources to pay for long-term care. You know, long-term care insurance is fabulous. You know, I'm dealing with a client right now. His wife's, you know, got mid- mid-stage dementia. He's going to have to put her in a memory care community. Um, and he's got long-term care insurance, which will pay up to 230 bucks a day. And, and the average per day price is about what now? Uh, for memory care is higher than most, but usually it's all inclusive. It's around 275, 280 a day. And that's doable. If he's got 230, $240, then the difference to make up 40 bucks is not going to be a big deal. That's going to be something they can do. So folks that have long-term care have a lot of choices, right? They they do. And coupled with, if there's a veteran in the picture, um, as long as they have served one day in an active war, they can possibly qualify for veterans benefits. Yeah. So this is something, and I, and I really want to talk about that. This is something that 90% of the people out there don't have a clue. I happen to know about it. I'm a Vietnam veteran. I know about the program, and I've worked uh, in other cities where they, where I've, I've had people come on and talk about that particular program. So talk a little bit about that, because the, the, the catch of that is one day in the theater of war. So if you were in the U.S. Navy and you were sitting in the Gulf of Tonkin off, off of Vietnam on the USS Missouri lobbing artillery shells in, which they did, you would qualify for being in theater for in, during that time period. Right. Um, wartime does qualify, not, you would qualify for that benefit, yes. Right. And wartime does not, mean, does, does not mean seeing action. It just means being serving in the military during, an, during a... You know, in, in that theater. In that theater. Yeah. So that's a huge benefit that you get from the VA that, as I said, most people don't know about. So if they qualify that, how do you help them with that then, Don? We usually refer them out to an elder care, elder law attorney. You know, we have great relationships with many elder law attorneys here in town. Uh, and, you know, they will look at all the details, you know, because you have to qualify for oh, two. Yeah. You have to have, Nothing at the VA is easy, no. Don, believe me. Okay. And having an attorney look into it for you is, is a good option. But we have a lot of resources <laughs> there as well. We could contact the VA directly for you and take care of that. But they have to have two help with two activities of daily living. Um, the benefits can be anywhere up to twenty two hundred dollars, I do believe, for a couple per month. Isn't that something? And that's for life. Yeah, twenty two hundred dollars per month per, per per couple. And then there's a there is a separate benefit if she becomes a widow after he passes. Right. She still gets a benefit. Yes, that's correct. If I remember this correctly. It's been a while since I've done this. That's correct. Um, and then if obviously if the veterans uh, by himself. Um, he also has a, a full benefit available to him, and it is for life. Right, and you're so correct about many people not knowing about that. So during our assessment process, we ask about the veteran, the benefit. These are just some of the things that you need to know, and I know you know all of you listening out there across the country, You know this VA thing is a really big deal. If you're here in, in and around the Kansas City metro and you want help with this, go to their website, seniorcare-kansascity.com, seniorcare-kansascity.com, or you can call them at 913-488-8609, 913-488-8609. You know, <laughs> I always say this, it's really smart to know what you don't know, um, and, and I apply that to myself. These folks are really good at what they do, and they can help you with what you don't know. Stay tuned. We're going to be back after the break. We're going to talk now a little more about what do Don and Lane do when they evaluate a facility? How do they make a recommendation based on what they see and what they deal with in these facilities. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, send me an email. We're happy to answer them. My producer, the always perfect Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Don and Elaine Mentor. They are the owners of Senior Care Authority. Uh, they work in and around the entire Kansas City metro in Jackson, Cass, Clay, Platt, Wyandotte, Franklin, Douglas, and Johnson counties. Um, if you have a family member and you're, you know you're going to be facing this issue, or maybe you're facing it now, or maybe you're in a facility that's really bad and you need to get them out of there, these people can help you do that. You're not going to pay a dime to them to call and get a consult. When they come and sit down and talk to you, you're not going to pay any upfront fees. Um, they're going to come in, sit down, find out what the issues are, evaluate who this person is that's going to need care, and then they're going to go out and help you find a facility that works. Their phone number, 913-488-8609, 913-488-8609. Their website, if you want to go up on their website, seniorcare-kansascity.com, seniorcare-kansascity.com. All right, you know, Don, this is one of the biggest challenges that we see, and that is um, people that do not have a long-term care policy, they don't have VA, uh, they're looking at a Medicaid facility and they've got Social Security. What do you do? Well, again, we analyze the assets. You know, they might have some cash. You know, let's say they have $50,000, $40,000 in a checking account. You know, there are facilities in, in the area that do let you start off private pay and then it could develop into a Medicaid situation. So some of these facilities require one year, maybe two years. Some of them require only four or five months. So, you know, and a lot of facilities are teaming up. They want people to age in place. You know, when we analyze the communities, facilities, um, you know, we, we don't want them to have to move in six months. So that's why we carefully vet financially, medically, the qualifications that they may have. So, so that's really important. Let's go back to that for a minute. So, because that's a concept that I, a lot of people, I'm sure, listening to the show have never heard this before. If you have, a, if you sell a house, maybe they've got a home you're going to sell, maybe they've got an annuity, maybe they've got cash, like you mm -hmm. said, getting them into a facility where they will guarantee they're going to let them stay there after that cash runs out mm -hmm. and accept the Medicaid, Social Security, whatever it is, they're going to, however they're going to make their payment arrangement, they know there's a finite amount of money there. But the continuity of that, okay, is significant because I remember, you know, my mother, thank God, stayed in the one facility she was at, St. Mary's, up in the Blue Springs area, and they were wonderful people. They did an amazing job. But if moving her, I, I don't even want to think what that would have been like. No. Uh, there's a routine. They get to know the people. They get to know the people that are, that, that are residents there with them and the staff. And the staff gets to know their needs. Mm -hmm. So being able to put those pieces together is critically important, is it not? Oh, it is. You know, the transition from home to a facility is hard enough. I mean, that's, and we ask that question when we talk to the marketers and the directors and the, and the staff, you know, how do you, how are you going to help transition this person from home to an assisted living? Or how are you going to transition from home to a memory care? And, you know, these, these the facilities come out and they actually assess the, the resident and they are really experts, and I know some really great people that can really analyze the best approach to use because everybody's going to be different. 
So what do you when when you walk in a facility, what are you looking for when you walk in the door? Let's say, you know, it's a memory facility. Um, uh, some of the more difficult ones you're going to have to deal with patients that are going or, or residents that are going to have problems. What are you looking for when you go in? You and Elaine go in together. You look at it. What are you looking for? I'm looking for staff engagement with the residents. I'm looking for residents being social, out and about. You know, there are some facilities I'll go in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I won't see anybody. You know, it's like, okay, well, maybe they're all asleep. They're not. And then the facility needs to take responsibility and, you know, get people out of their apartments and rooms, you know, and get them active and engaged in activities. You know, I'm looking at the staff. You know, I'm looking how engaged they are. You know, I'm, I got a big thing on name tags. I don't know what that is, but if you have a facility that has everybody's got name tags on and they're bubbly and they're really out inter, inter, you know, interjecting with the residents, you know, that's what we're looking for. And I would assume, Elaine, that, you know, that um, what's the staff like in terms of how they're handling the medical needs? And that's something where your background as a pharmacist would play into this. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't really get into the charts because of right. privacy. But, um, you know, we do a lot of looking on the state websites to see if they've had tags for mismanaging of medications or care issues. Okay. There's a there's um, a clearinghouse that the public can go to to look at to to check out what the state has found when they've done their um, inspections and um, they're supposed to do them every year, but they have been kind of behind lately. So some some places you may not be able to tell that right away. Which is why having somebody that has the history and vets these facilities works pretty well, right, sure. Don? Yeah. yeah, it does. And, you know, you talk about the, the drug angle, you know, that's a prime question I ask, you know, if you have a problem resident, you know, how are you going to, what do you do if you have a resident that's changing their behaviors or if they become a little more violent? You know, if they say, well, we try to redirect them into activities and modify behaviors, that's what I'm looking for there. You're not looking for we're gonna we're gonna put them on Thorazine and have up, them sit yeah. in the wheelchair. We're not looking for psychotropic drug intervention in any yeah. way, shape, or form. I mean that's and unfortunately, in a lot of these places, that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. So so I assume then that you know number one, is there enough staff when you walk in and you see what's going on? Yeah, okay. we ask staff ratios. We ask you know how what is the nursing presence because most assisted living memory cares have full-time CNAs, CMAs, and then a nurse generally on duty. You know, some of them are Monday or seven days a week now from seven in the morning to 11 at night. And that's, that's a huge presence. That's above and beyond because they don't need to have that kind of. But that's what you're looking for when you're looking for quality. We're looking for seven day nursing is nice. Nice to have presence in there. And then, you know, director of nursing there on the weekends on occasion, that kind of thing. Okay. So you've got a background in, in food. You've got a background in restaurants. My mother's single biggest complaint and they actually did a pretty good job, but my, I don't even need to tell you where this yeah. is going. I know exactly but where it's it, going. It was resident, the food. Resident satisfaction surveys. Yeah. Food is number one. <clears throat> so you've got a little insight into that. Oh, I got huge insight. So, you know, I like to take the clients, you know, t- during a meal period, you know, if it's a memory care, somebody at home that, you know, that it's kind of a transition thing. You really don't want to shock some of them like that. It just depends on the situation, but usually the, the family member or whatever will go in for a lunch and, and really see what that food's like. You know, choice is important. You know, can my mom get a peanut butter sandwich at 2 o'clock in the morning? Uh, well, how many kinds of ice cream do you have? I remember I had 35 different kinds of ice cream. That's a few. Brandon Woods. And if I ran out of any one of them, it'd be a mutiny. Yeah. You know, it was, 
So the residents, food is number one. I'd say the activities, the engagement, you know, and again, we talk about that during the assessment, you know, how social is your mom or dad? You know, what do they like to do? Well, they like to do puzzles. They like to draw. They like to do bingo. You know, we, we match that up with the facilities, make sure they have those. And luckily, many of the facilities now are doing resident-directed care. So they analyze that when they, upon admission, you know, we're going to know this prior to, but they'll take that resident and kind of take them under their wing and they'll find activities that geared around what they like to do. So what you're trying to do is, is twofold. One, you're, you're, you're finding a place that's going to fit the needs of that person, but you're also finding a place where they're not going to go sit in their room and close the door um, and become hermits because social engagement for cognitive ability is, is they're not a strong link there. Isn't that important it's for them to know critical. that, Elaine? It's, it's critical. Absolutely, yeah. The, um, if you have someone that has been in the habit of isolating and um, not making efforts to be around other people, you know, it's um, a lot of times you can see a real change and turn around in personalities and excitement about life and just with having some more person-to-person interaction. Right. And, 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 and with a group of peers that they can share like experiences with, grandchildren with, you yes. know, jobs, things right. they've done in their lives. That's, and, and I would assume that makes a big difference, Don. It, it does. And youth is magic in these communities. You know, we, I ask what their volunteer base is like, you know, how many how volunteers are I didn't are even coming. think of that. So it's huge, you know, seeing kids come in and sing or, you know, youth, you know, I've got one community, there's a daycare behind them that they can kind of see. And that just, they just love that. They just sit out and watch that, you know, either that or birds, you know, they love to watch birds. Yeah, also. I know. My mother was. And outdoor spaces are critical. I'm gonna, I make sure these facilities have nice outdoor areas where they can walk. You know, you get a lot of wandering and, or I don't say wandering, but walking. And most of these communities are secured in the memory care, but the outdoor spaces are critical where they can just go and walk. They go open the doors on a nice day. And everybody has a good time outdoors and helps garden, whatever. Obviously, you can see these folks know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. If you want help, the phone number is 913-488-8609. There is no upfront charge, and there's no charge. We come back from the break. I'm going to explain how they get paid. That's another part you're going to find fascinating. 913-488-8609 or the website, SeniorCare-KansasCity.com. SeniorCare-KansasCity.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation. You're learning a lot, aren't you? Yeah, it's amazing. Some of the things that Don talked about, some of the things that they do to ensure that the care that your loved one is going to get is what they need. Okay. If you want help, the website is SeniorCare-KansasCity.com, SeniorCare-KansasCity.com. The phone number, 913-488-8609, 913-488-8609. If you want to call them, it doesn't cost anything to talk with them and have them come out and do a consultation. So let's go to the next step. So they do a consultation. They want to engage you. How do you get paid? Well, again, we analyze you know the entire situation, and we kind of think if it's going to be a placement piece, you know, where it's no longer safe for the potential for the uh, 
family member to be at home, then we we call that a placement piece. And then we develop agreements with all the facilities here in the area, um, the ones we want to do business with, the ones that we feel that we want to place our clients, and then they pay us a certain percentage of the first month's rent. The facility does. And that's it. It's and exactly that's out it's of their marketing budgets. So and that's in their marketing budget mm-hmm. as part of the deal. So, so let me kind of juxtapose that, folks. It, this is the same thing that we do in our business. We get paid by the carrier. You hear me say it all the time. There's no, you know, you don't, people ask, well, what do we, pay? you don't pay us anything. The carrier pays us basically a commission. But let me tell you something. That doesn't mean that we write every carrier out there. There are carriers we don't write. I don't do AARP. I don't do United Healthcare. There, there are some other ones on the list as well. And there's a reason for that, okay? I don't have confidence in the products. I don't like the way they process the claims. They do exactly the same thing when we're talking about these nursing homes. Mm-hmm. There are people you will work. You've got to get paid, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and But the good news for the people listening to this broadcast is they don't have to write you a check to help someone go find a facility. Correct. Um, you're, you, you engage with them, and if you get them placed, then you get paid by virtue of the fact that you that you that you found the right facility, they have to agree that's what they want to do. Am I correct? That's that is correct. And the facilities really enjoy our our service because we pre-qualify the potential resident medically, financially. It's not wasting anybody's time. Yeah, you're not going to get somebody in there. Like as an example, I talked about off the air with you earlier. Was my housekeeper wound up moving three times before she finally found a facility, memory care facility that worked. Uh, for her, for her grandfather, she, right. it, it was a mess. Okay? And, our, and our goal is to, yeah, to make sure it's a one stop. You know, we do all the tours personally. We do them with the families. You know, so, usually we'll do. So talk about that. So, how, so, so you just mentioned off air. You've got a client right now. How many facilities are you showing them? He wants to see five. Five, five, yeah. <laughs> five and facilities. Act, and there's actually probably thirty memory care facilities in Johnson County, um, but I. Pick the five that it's a perfect fit for that I would just love to be referred. I'd refer him to any one of them. So, you know, I'm driving him around. I'm going to his home. I don't have him meeting me, me anywhere. I do all the legwork. He had a bunch of faxes he needed sent yesterday to get his long-term care insurance activated. You know, he said, Don, could you take care of that for me? You bet. You know, I'm there for the placement piece. With so him you're their advocate. The, you're I'm basically their advocate in this whole process. I have a, a sincere compassion for taking care of folks. I want his wife in the best facility possible. And that's what he, this is the, the, for his wife that he's trying to get this done Correct. and you're, you're helping them with the process, not only find it, but he has long-term care insurance and activate that so that they in fact get, get the long-term care insurance. So, you, you know, that's, that, that's, that, that's a very personal approach. It, when you juxtapose that with these websites, like a place for mom and some of these others you say advertise on television, to me, that's the same as going and buying health insurance on e-health. Yeah. Okay. Or select quote for life insurance. Once they make the sale, they're gone. Right. Try calling them about a claims issue or try calling them about a billing issue. They're going to tell you to call. I call it the 1-800. I don't give a damn number at the carrier because you're going to go through 14 voice prompts before you get anybody. When, when somebody connects with you all, you're basically handling all this for them. They've got somebody right there that's going to make sure things are working the way they're supposed to. That's correct. And we're there on moving day and we're there following up after they move in to make sure it's a good transition. So you go back to the facility, mm-hmm. Don, yes. and, and check on them yes, and see how they're doing. And if I have another client that wants, you know, I'll reevaluate these facilities also every 
every so often because the frontline staff changes often. The administrators change. Yeah, and the turnout and can be pretty marker, high. And it is. And yeah. health care is hard. There's no doubt about it. And some may have nothing to do with the facility itself. But health care is hard. You know, you, and, but we always look at part-time, full-time ratios. Part-time people are usually better and happier. They don't get burned out. Not working people over 40 hours. It's a big aspect that we try to look at. Um, how much overtime are they running? What kind of retention they have? What's their, you know, do they do background checks? Do they do drug checks? All that is very important. Quality and of the staff. Quality of staff. And Elaine, like you said, you guys actually go check the state. There, there yeah. are there are there are websites that are put up the the state that actually have the data on these facilities and and how they're operating. We make every effort to be. Um, making sure that the places that we're recommending are places that we feel good about. And that's that. And so in your, you've got a data bank now, Don, you yes. all have, a, and how many facilities are in there now? I think I mentioned earlier, but I'll let you. Yeah, there's over 400. I haven't counted them all lately, but there's more every day. <laughs> They're putting them up quite often, but, and we add those to our databases as it happens, but there's over 400 and I think about 425 facilities but right now. We're still um, getting our Building feet it. into it. Yeah, so we don't have arrangements or agreements with 400 no, places. No, of course not. But yeah. um, as we're growing and as we find the the need, we are building more partnerships every day. And that's that's important. Well, thank you all for doing this today. Hopefully you'll be back and we'll do some more of this and talk some more about this. It's an important topic. Um, it touches everybody out there at some point is going to wind up dealing with this. So uh, if you want help, um, you can call Don or Elaine. The phone number is 913-488-8609, 913-488-8609. The, the website is SeniorCare-KansasCity.com, SeniorCare-KansasCity.com. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't put people on this broadcast that I, that I don't have confidence in um, and, and that I don't feel like can do what they come on this broadcast. And, and if they're on here, they're on here for a reason. And I'm, I'm, I'm Ask these folks to come on because I think they provide a service. There are a lot of people out there that can't afford big upfront fees that a lot of these other advisors charge. This is an opportunity to do it the right way, get it right the first time, and these folks can do it for you. Once again, the website, SeniorCare-KansasCity.com, or you can call them at 913-488-8609. And now I leave you with this thought from Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. America.